Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of At The Movies with William Fletcher. As per usual, I am your host, William Fletcher, and I am joined by Mr. Harry Jobson. The king has returned. For uh, this year's Christmas special. It's going to be a good one. Um, I just want to... Two quick things first. First of all, it is really hot in my room, and so if I sound kind of like not as engaged or enthused as I am. It's just because I'm really hot. I can't have the fan on or my window open because the recording will be fucked with. Um, so yeah, that's why. And also, I just want to... I don't like. I don't want to have to do this, but um, j- today, literally, the day we're recording this, uh, we found the about the unfortunate news that Andre Brower had unfortunately passed away. Harry and I, we were just talking about this beforehand and uh, how uh affected we both were by it i was yeah it was it was um yeah it's real it's it's a lot like it is a a massive loss yeah and um so we just want to say uh uh we both really i really appreciated andre brown why i'd seen him in and i think he was a really great talent and he'll be sorely sorely missed and harry i'm sure you feel uh, yeah, absolutely. Same the, the same sentiment. Yep. And um, I I don't like doing that because it feels like it's not really to do with the film we're talking about. But I kind of feel like I have to because of how much he meant to me. And in, in Brooklyn Nine Nine is is mainly what I've seen him in. So I, I feel the need like I have to. It's like Matthew, like when we did it for Matthew Perry as well. You know, I felt like I have to say something just because of how much he means to me. So. Uh, uh, not a great note to be starting this episode on, but I've. But it's Christmas. But yeah, so we are tying. We are doing for this year's Christmas episode. We are going to be talking about love, actually. To so I had never seen this. I, I, I we, talk, we were talking about this before. I had not seen this film until this morning, so I I, I came in. I've never seen it I, before until for the purposes of this. I had not seen it until last Christmas. Mm. Um, other than that, like I, I'd obviously heard of it, and being a big rom com guy, you think I would have seen it. Hmm. But yeah, I feel no. like you're more into the rom com sort of. Oh, not rom-com. more into. Absolutely into. One of my favorite films of all times is Ten Things I Hate About You, which is a rom com retelling of. The Taming of the Shrew. That is true. That is actually one of the good ones. I do. I haven't watched it in a while, but I do remember liking it. Um, yeah, we we did an episode on Five Hundred Days of Summer, which is one of Harry's yeah. favorite films. Go listen to that one. I think that was a very good one, actually. Um, and that's a very great film as well. Um, but yeah, how are you, sort of in general, with Christmas? Because we've never we've never covered a Christmas film. I'm a big Christmas guy. Um, The problem is, (laughs) is, and it ties directly into this film. I adore, I really love my Christmas. And my Christmas is cricket, it's (laughs) summer. It's it's cricket, it's summer, it's that. Whereas... That that um, is our summer. That is Christmas for us here in Australia. I mean, I don't play cricket, but... You know, you go swimming, you have a barbecue, you know, it's fucking hot every day. But anytime I used to feel down, I used to put on, I used to put on Christmas specials. 
Christmas specials mm. at any time of the year, it would just make me. There's something about Christmas that resonates. Like Charlie Brown. Well, no, so, yeah, Charlie Brown. But even YouTube, like Good Mythical Morning. I used to love oh, Good Mythical yeah. Morning, but I'd put on their Christmas stuff, or I'd put on mm. like, like. I don't know. I wasn't big into the side men or whatever, but you know what I mean. Like when yeah. it comes to when it comes to films, like if I was well, I was feeling down and it was just a day, and I was like, and I was like, I don't know, fourteen, fifteen. Mm-hmm. Chuck on the Santa Claus with Tim Allen. Like <laughs> I feel fucking, I, and I'm like, I don't think I've ever fully seen that film. I, <laughs> that's a shame. I I feel like I've seen enough. No, I feel like I've definitely seen enough to say that I've seen it. Like, I think I've seen him become Santa Claus. Like, I've seen it. Or, I don't know if yeah. I've seen the second one. Or like, or, like, when... Or A Christmas Story. Or... Or... Yeah, or Charlie Brown. Or... Or... Elf. I love Elf. Elf mm. is, like, one of the modern-day classics, and I think Love Actually has become, too. But mm. now, as I've matured, I throth... <laughs> Hallmark Christmas movies. <laughs> oh, I love them. Where she she goes back to the small town. She falls in love with the local guy at the tr- Christmas tree, <laughs> the Christmas tree lot. He's the lumberjack, and and there's always some weird overarching villain old lady in the town who kind of wants to ruin Christmas. And it's like, oh, it's just there's always a bit of family drama, and it's always just the most generic white kid you've ever seen. And you're like. And there's these big houses in like Minnesota, and you're like, and it's oh, it's the city girl coming home for Christmas. Who's she gonna fall in love with? Maybe the local barista. And it's like, yeah. yes, but little does she know that the barista actually volunteers at the animal shelter, some shit. <laughs> where it's just, it's just dog shit film, but I love it. I can't get enough of it. It's like my McDonald's. It's like, where it's, yeah. It's like people who watch reality TV. Like you kind of, you kind of know it's a bit shit, but you enjoy watching it. Like it's like I can, you can sort of indulge in that, even though you're like, this is good, but I like watching it. You know, it's, it's similar with it's similar with rom coms. I don't need to mm. think when I put on the proposal or when I put on, like I just don't have to think. I can just watch it and enjoy it and get comfortable and. Mm. Love Actually is the best marry-up of both of those worlds, except it's even better because it's not US Christmas. It is so arrogantly British. Like, Mm. to an extent, it's insane. I want to just touch on the cast. I know I've gone on a bit of a rant, but... (laughs) Yeah, no, um, I mean... Colin Firth, Liam Neeson, Kira Knightley, Alan Rickman, Bill Nye, Martin Freeman. Like, are you fucking kidding me, man? In a British Christmas rom com from two thousand and three, yeah. yeah, it's almost like it's it's kind of the cream of the crop of like British actors. Like you get, like not every great British actor, but you get a they've got a lot of the good ones. Colin, yeah, Colin Firth, Hugh Grant, Alan Rickman, you know, you've, Martin Freeman. You know, you've got all these really great British actors, and I feel like this was before a lot of them had really become a big thing, like. Mm. Like Hugh Grant, he he was he was he was he was a thing, you know. He'd done Notting Hill, he'd done About a Boy. Now um, he's an Oompa Loompa. For weddings, but yeah. So to talk about this, so I think we're we're gonna disagree about this film because I don't I don't hate this film. It just isn't my thing. We'll get into it. 
Um, a there bit. Is... I just yeah, yeah, we'll get into it over the course of this. Again, we don't. I actually, we too fair. This might not be the longest episode we do, just because Harry's got things to do, and it is very hot and recording in this heat. I'm not a big fan of, but so we don't know how long this will be. But yeah, um, for those who haven't seen Love Actually, we should probably explain the plot. It's basically it's like an anthology film. It's an anthology like, film, yeah. It's a series of sort of I don't know, like what three or four, maybe five, sort of like. No, nah, it's like three like, characters and a guy gets laid. So you've got what? There's the Bill Nye story. You've got the Alan Rickman one, the Liam the Neeson Hugh, one, Hugh Grant. the Colin. The Colin Firth one, the Hugh Grant one, and the Kieran Knightley one. It's like six, but yeah, they all sort of they all come together at the end. Like they're all they're, they're all tied together. Yeah, um, yeah. So I don't really know how to do this. Should we just like let's yeah, just sort really of talk about it? You don't need yeah. a structure. This film, like, yeah. it has a structure, but it's like yeah. it all just sort of. I mean, I did want to mention. There is sort of the side plot which plays into the film, not really at all. But I think the guy's character's name's Sam, and his whole goal is to get laid in in America. <laughs> or in, yeah, and I'm like, yeah. Michael, how does this yeah. relate to the film? Like, I'm like, it, like that one really has. There's no real plot to it. It's just a guy goes over to America, and gets laid because he's British. Yeah, and I think like the better joke would be that it doesn't actually work and he doesn't get laid. But it's it's a simple, like, he goes to America to get laid, he gets laid. And, like, that's it. There's nothing, like, there's no sort of comedic twist to it. It's literally just, he gets laid because he's British. And yeah. I'm like, see, that's, I feel, I, I think it would have worked better if it didn't work out and he went there and he didn't get laid. Just because I think that would have been funnier and, like, more... It would have worked better as sort of a comedic, as because I don't really because it doesn't really play as like a joke to me. It just sort of plays as like he is like because it doesn't really feel like it's meant. It's fu- particularly funny. Like the other ones, I can kind of be like, okay, because one of my main problems with this one is I didn't find it particularly funny, and I don't find rom coms in general to be particularly funny. Um, and to be honest, I couldn't even tell which bits of this film were meant to be funny. Like, it, it, it wasn't overtly clear to me. And it could have been yeah. that I had just zoned out of the film and I just was not taking it in. But I was... I, 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 I'm not a big fan of this film. I, I, I'm not... Which is... This is a film that, like... People have a lot of... This is, like, a very beloved film. I feel like, like people really like this film and Rowan Atkinson by the way but continue oh we could oh I completely forgot Rowan Atkinson was in it yeah um this is just one of those films that I feel like a a lot of people really like you know this is kind of this one of those films where like if you ask someone who's not who's sort of casually into films like they just sort of watch thing like they sort of like they're not like a cinephile you know like they're someone who just sort of they don't have a film podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They don't have a film podcast. They don't check out like every new release on Netflix or they don't go to the cinema every week or anything like that. They just sort of watch things, you know. And I feel like this is a yeah. film that, that people like that sort of like, whereas I feel like sort of more people who are more into film maybe don't like it as much. But I think it 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 I think the real 
question is if it works for you on an emotional level and if you find it funny like that's really what it is like if you can get invested in it and laugh while watching it i think a big a big sort of idea around it as well is how much like it's it really centers around what makes a good christmas film is Mm. the fact that christmas is the main driving factor of each of the overall narrative with Elf, it's it's Buddy being the literal yeah. impersonation of Christmas, like the embodiment of Christmas, driving people around him to be better people. Um, in Christmas Carol, it's literally the ghost of Christmas past, present, and future. Yeah. In a Christmas story, in a Christmas story, I guess it's about I don't know. Yeah, I'm um, the, but I, that's I, not I, the I, best example, fun. but. But in love, actually, it's it's everything that ties in. Oh, but you've got to be able to say it. I love you, especially at Christmas. But it's Christmas, and the, the ball at the end is. It's all Christmas. Hmm. Okay, I've got a question for you. Do you consider Die Hard a Christmas film? No, no. Christmas plays no <laughs> part. It the film. It it, uh... it could be. It could be Black Friday. It could literally be any shopping event. Christmas plays no part in how the film plays out. <laughs> okay, I was just I was just wondering because that was because I remember I gave you like a list of a few Christmas films, and um, Die Hard was on there. Love Actually was on there. Uh, I think I chose It's a Wonderful Life because that's another like iconic Christmas film. Um, yeah, and I and I actually asked and and a former guest of the show, Jay. Uh, who Harry you met when we saw Across the Spider Verse together? He was the, the other person we saw yeah, it with. Yeah. Um, he was the one who actually said, "Oh, we did. We I should do Love Actually." So that's why we're doing it. So you gotta thank him because that's why we're doing it. Um, I'm glad we're not doing Die Hard. I love Die Hard, but it's not a Christmas film. Well, I'm half tempted to choose it for next year so we can. Do get you really? Into- do you really think it's a Christmas movie, though? Like, I I would say it is a Christmas movie. I'd say it's okay. No, I was, I was I don't think I was gonna say it's the best Christmas movie. I don't think it's the best Christmas movie, actually. It's no, the close. best Christmas. What is the best Christmas movie? Well, I, we're on the topic of Christmas. Um, I think we've talked about this before, but I I would say the Nightmare Before Christmas, and I know you're gonna. Tr- <laughs> get- uh, I hate we- that film. We. <laughs> I, I I don't hate it, but it's a Halloween movie based in I Christmas. Mean, I mean, Christmas is more of the central plot of that film, though. I think. Okay, so okay, so so we okay, so we, we're talking about Christmas films, and I guess sort of the general. I just so don't Christmas like Tim Burton's vibe. The, that <laughs> okay, is fair enough, actually. But yeah, if we're going to talk about Christmas, so Home Alone, that's obviously Christmas. Like, it, so, so oh, what about Home is, Alone? Is Christmas has to be like a central element of the film. Like it has to. The story doesn't work if it doesn't take place at Christmas, right? Is that like that's the Christmas is a driving factor within the film. Christmas is almost the protagonist. Okay. Yeah, I mean, too fair. Would anyone argue Home Alone isn't a Christmas film? I feel like that's no, no. Home Alone is heavily like the entire plot happens because of Christmas. Yeah, exactly. Like Die Hard is the. There's the whole debate about Die Hard, Nightmare Before Christmas. I there, I could see like how you could get a debate. Like, is is this like a Halloween film or a Christmas film or whatever? Like, you can get a whole debate, but like, yeah, Home Alone is obviously a Christmas film. Love Actually. Think about it: The Nightmare Before Christmas, 
the whole plot is sort of centered around Christmas. So I guess it's a, yeah, no, I've, I've proved myself wrong. <laughs> I'm just looking up a list of Christmas films here. It says in Bruges is a Christmas film. I don't think that's true. Cause in the Christmas is barely like, is not an element of in Bruges at all. Yeah. So the cast, Hugh Grant, we've been talking about Hugh Grant before. I'm a big Hugh Grant fan. I've, yeah. I always, I always like Hugh Grant things. He just has that like movie star charm that, you know, you just like to see in actors. And I think he really, I find him quite likable. Yeah. As a, when I see him in things, like he's not a, cause I, I think we've, I don't know if we've talked about this before, but there are some actors where it's hard for me to dislike them in things because they're just inherently likable. Like Jeff Daniels yeah. is one. I think we we we've, we've talked about Jeff Daniels before. Jim Carrey is another one who it's hard to hate Jim Carrey because he's so just yeah likable. Um, I'm trying to think of other actors I'd put in that category. Um, um, I think you put you put people like, um, I reckon I, I think, I, I want to say Bill Nye. Oh yeah, Bill Nye. Yeah, that's, actually that's true. Um, I yeah, Bill Nye. I don't think I've ever seen Bill Nye in a film and never thought and like thought he wasn't great. Like he, I think he's he's probably my favorite part of this film, to be honest. Like I, I think the Bill Nye stuff is because I think I just think Bill Nye is a, is a, a really great actor, and it's probably my yeah my favorite of the sort of subplots we get. Hugh Grant is my second fa is my third favorite Hugh. Hugh Jackman is one. Is Hugh Jackman one of the others? Who's yes. ahead of him? Um, oh, who's another Hugh? I'm trying to think of another Hugh. The last Hugh. I'll give you a hint. House. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Hugh Laurie. Uh, I love enough. Hugh Laurie. That's actually true. <laughs> Hugh Laurie is Hugh Laurie is pretty great. Yeah, no, he's just enough. got a vibe. He's just got a vibe about him. House is good. Stuart <laughs> Little's also good. <laughs> He's in Blackadder, that's good. I've, I've never seen Blackadder. But speaking of Blackadder, Rowan Atkinson is in this. Yeah. In a very, very small, in a, in a very minor role, to be honest. Because like, I feel like, because this film is just filled with just, you know, it's tons stacked. of... It is, it is one of the, it's probably one of the best assembly of actors in a film, I'd argue. But I it's don't also like, peak peak Colin Firth and mm. Kira Knightley and mm. Hugh Grant and like they're all so hot. Bill Nye and Alan Rickman <laughs> like they're they're in it. No. Yeah. Uh, Alan Rickman, oh my god. By the way, rest in peace, but what a what yes, an actor. And to the fact that I remember watching this for the first time like fucking Severus Snape. Like <laughs> Yeah, he's um yeah, I think Alan Rickman. I don't think I, have we ever. I don't think I've ever done an Alan Rickman film on the podcast. But I really love Alan Rickman. I, again, he's just an actor where I can't not think he's great in things. Like he's just isn't he in Die Hard? He is in Die Hard. Yes, but I've never. I've haven't done that. But yeah, he's in Die Hard. He's in Harry Potter, obviously, where he was the best part of Die. Not of, of Harry Potter. I, I'd argue he's probably the best cast character in Harry Potter. I think. Um, gotta see what else yeah. he's in. Um, I don't know. Hagrid yeah, I mean, was really was, well done. Yeah, 
Eisen Sweeney Todd. I do like Sweeney Todd. Alice in Wonderland. He's an Alice in Wonderland. Robin Hood. Yeah. yeah. Robin Hood. Yeah. Prince of, Prince of Thieves. Yeah. Um, yeah. Alan Rickman. I also, yeah, I do really, really love Alan Rickman. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Colin Firth. Again, I've never seen Colin Firth give a bad performance. Um, Emma Thompson is in this film as well. I completely forgot Emma Thompson. There's so many actors. I just keep I just keep forgetting actors because there's just so many actors. Um Chiratel Ejiofor, Billy Bob Thornton as the president, uh yeah, Martin Freeman, Chris Marshall Chris Marshall, Denise Richards, January Jones. There's just so many. Um Yeah. Yeah, I think Knightley. it is important. I think it is yeah. important that we discuss the relationships within the film oh here's a so there's a thing here interconnections between i'm on the wikipedia page and it's got a like graph not graph well is it a yeah almost a graph between um of like every character in the movie and like showing how they are connected and then there's like bill nye's character and his manager they're just by themselves like they have no connection to any other characters in the in the film um, but yeah, yeah, so, so I want to talk about the Kira Knightley sort of story because it is very, very weird and probably yes. the, my, the least favorite subplot of the film because all the others are like lightly enjoyable, but the Kira Knightley one is not good. It really is quite creepy and i don't like it yeah i i think it's uh it's very weird because the way the film is played it feels like this is meant to be a like positive thing they're relate like I, the way i took it was this whole thing is yeah and i think it's too far i think this is the bit that people that like it's often brought up as like that didn't age well. I do quite like Liam Neeson's um, mm. sort of because Liam Neeson's is less of a like there is the romance plot with it, mm. but it is like it's sort of just like loving someone not romantically, and it's quite yeah. I mean, he's sort of more encouraging his. Is it what stepson is is the kid in that? He's like encouraging yeah. to uh, go for the girl. Um which I feel But like it's about was... but but it's but it's about family when like really they're no longer related. But he is still his dad, like Yeah. Like so it's so... about it's about accepting him as his own without having that bridge of the mum there. Yeah, no, it's um I think a lot of this film it, for me, part of the problem is it really goes for sort of the emo- big emotional moments, um, but they never feel earned. They, like it feels like this is—it's like this is the bit where you're meant to, you know, cry, or this is the bit where you're meant to laugh, and it just doesn't work. And I think it—I um, mean, I'm unfamiliar. I'm not complete. I got to look up because this was written by uh, Richard Curtis. Who I haven't, who I've, I'm aware of, and I'm almost certain I've seen things from him, but I need to look up what else. So he's, he wrote Four Weddings and a Funeral, Oh, Bridget Jones, War Horse, About Time, yeah. Mamma Mia, Oh, Yesterday, that's right, he, he wrote Yesterday, 
I ran up to the Doctor Who. He created it, Mr. Bean, Blackadder, the Vicar of Dibley. So he's, you know, he's he's done a lot of stuff. Yeah, I mean, what's your sort of favorite sort of subplot that we sort of story we follow in the film? It is mine. Is the relationship between Daniel and Sam? Yeah, but I so with Hugh Grant and um, I'll oh, just do the characters. With David and Natalie, so the Prime Minister and and the the young like what she's like a junior politician it's, or whatever. It says she she's like catering manager, but that seems a bit okay. Yeah, yeah, so she, she, she's she's like a part of the manager. house, part of the house yeah. staff. Yeah, it's like it's nice, but it's also like I don't know. <laughs> It'd be the same if he wasn't the prime minister. Like th- that one to me always sort of. I was just like, gross. Yeah, like, and then there's the. It kind of just seems like an old guy prying on a young. Well, he's her boss. Yeah, and it, it's a weird thing. Yeah, and the whole thing with Billy Bob Thornton, who's the 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 prime min- the the president of yeah. the United States, and he makes her go for her. And it, it feels like there's a there's a point where we're meant to be like, yeah, we're meant to be on um uh, David's side almost, but it, it also is like but he is also her boss. So it feels like So it's really also weird. creepy. It's also really weird. It's arguably worse, to be honest, because of the power dynamics. Like like the president coming on to her is obviously gross as well. Like not saying it's not, but I think it's but you know, I could buy that the the president of the United States is a bit of a creep. I could totally buy that. But yeah, it's but it is and and that and the thing as well is that is shown as a bad thing. Like the president coming on to her is a bad thing. Like the film makes it abundantly clear it's wrong. But they're totally fine with the prime minister forming a relationship with one of his own staff members, which is obviously not not a, not is, on. But yeah, obviously not. On, there's um, also the thing with the bride the groom and the yeah i don't know yeah yeah the the, the kira knightley one where he's just filming her and it's really gross and what it's just bizarre and how she like and then there's like the, the iconic bit where he's got like the cards or whatever that he he, he comes to the front and then she goes out and she kisses him and i feel like um again like i think any reasonable woman if they were, if they had found out that a guy was just filming them, like in really like tight close-ups of their face, they'd be pretty fucking disturbed. Yeah, like I, I'm just, I'm making an assumption, obviously, but I imagine mo- I there's most. There's also people in general there's point. also like the Martin Freeman porn, which I kind of like. I always thought that was kind of <laughs> funny how they just have a conversation. Well, like... yeah, that's such a weird. I remember because it was I was watching it, and like the first time we see it, they're up against like a post or something, and they're yeah, and he's got clothes on, and I'm watching it, and I'm like, it doesn't look like he's got anything out, and then he pulls away, and it's like it, that's the point because they're filming a scene. I'm like, oh yeah, see that makes a lot of sense. That's why it was filmed awkwardly because like that's a post, and then there's just several more sequences where they're filming that. And it's just, they're just, you know, she's like pretending to go down on him. And it's just so, just reminds me of like how, it just shows how like awkward that would be to 
to be filming that, you know, like that would just be awful. Um, yeah. yeah, but we've also got Colin Firth, who's like an author, and he has a. I maybe I missed something, but why does he get a Portuguese assistant? Like, what is her? I could like I completely forgot why he has an assistant. Um, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> he, I I can't remember. Um, but yeah, some he's, uh, loose plot point. Yeah, it, th- this film feels like it basically did as little explaining as possible, just to get like the story to 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 make these stories work. There, just like fucking, we'll just do something, and we'll just have a thing happen, just so we can get like a subplot. Um. Yeah, yeah. Th- this film really the the whole thing is, it's just like, I was, for, you know, it's two hours long, and I was, occasionally every now and again I'd be a bit more engaged with it. I'm like, okay, this is kind of something, and then it would just start becoming really boring, and I just fucking zone out, and I just be like, oh fucking hell, we still got another fifty minutes left of film, fuck. You know, it it the film. You know, I I I did. I wasn't blown away by this film. I don't hate it. I know some people who really do not like this film, and I don't think it's the worst film ever. Like, I want to make that clear. I don't think it's like completely terrible. It it just to me, as a film, it very much feels like it's. I don't know, like, it, it's trying to be this massively profound film. Yeah, for me, like, I, I do see that, but at the same time, it's nice to have a Christmas film that's not just fucking America. Can we get an Australian one? Where oh, are the mate, Aussie Christmas I, films? I would kill for an Australian Christmas film. We, they re- we should make one. Because that because that people don't think, <laughs> like, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think if I've ever, I don't think I've ever, it's always America or sometimes England, or, like, the UK. Like, you never see... Um, okay, let me look up a, a list of Australian Christmas films, just so I can, like... Because I can't think of any. Can you think of any? Because my mind is... No, like, I'm really racking my brain. These... Oh, wait. I, I didn't specify Christmas films. I specify Christmas films. Um, A Sunburnt Christmas, Red Christmas, Christmas on the Farm, Decath and Kim Code... <laughs> The fuck. See, see, that's not, but it's not like a film. It's all like, oh, it's a sunburnt Christmas or Christmas on the farm. It's like, no, mm. it doesn't have to be Aussie Christmas. Like, Love Actually isn't, you know, Governor and the fucking Christmas, is it? In it? Like, no. Yeah. It's, and there really it's, are not a lot of Australia. So there's a 1982 version of A Christmas Carol that was made in Australia. Um, Bush Christmas. From 1947, Bushfire Moon. I don't know, just like a Christmas Christmas movie, but it's based in Sydney. Yeah, like, and I think because I'm just kind of like, oh, cool, there's a Christmas film and there's tons of snow. Like, that's really... I just don't get it. Like, I just don't relate. Like, Mm. the whole time. Yeah, no. It looks so lovely. And then yeah. we've got these big wood fire pizza stoves and the snow is melting around it. It's the first snow of Christmas and I'm here like sweating my balls off. To be honest, I think Christmas films, you don't see that many Christmas films to be honest, like in general. Like most of the Christmas stuff you see 
Like, like Love Actually. If Love Actually was made today, it would not be like a big cinema. Release. No, it would go straight to video, straight to streaming. Like it would go on Netflix or Amazon. Oh, maybe or... with the cast, it wouldn't. If it was, if it was, if it was the same cast, it probably would get a big. St- Let me, I just want to look at how much money it made. Um, but so there's then, something about it. It's just nice to watch. Like I understand that it's not a good film, but I just like being able to go. Oh yeah. I don't um, have to use my brain. So it's like it made, it a, yeah, a forty million dollar budget and made two hundred forty eight point three million dollars. So it made a back bit of the a money. profit. It made, it did very forty million. I think if you made this now with all these actors, it would cost a lot more than forty million because a lot of these actors are really expensive now. I reckon. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're no, not getting. You're not getting fucking. You're not getting the guy who was in the Avengers to do porn. Like, (laughs) but, you know. I mean, yeah, this was when Martin Freeman was really not a big, like, he'd just done The Office. The Office UK is what he'd done, and that's basically what he was known for. Um, But, I mean, yeah, no, Love Actually, it's, yeah, again, it's just a very beloved film. Like, it's playing, I'm just looking at it here. 20th anniversary screening at the cinema this year and i feel like i mean there's always like christmas films that play in cinemas every year like i'm just looking christmas classics you've got love actually christmas vacation the jim carrey grinch the 2018 grinch home alone die hard elf the holiday 2018 like grinch yeah that one was benedict, fucking... benedict, benedict? cumberbatch tyler the creator has a fucking banging song in that though his version of You're a Mean One, Mr. Grant, it goes so hard. Yeah, love actually. Um, there's really not much to take from it. I, I realize, like, watching it, I was sort of just like, huh, there really is not much to the film in, in the sense of, like, it's not really saying anything. It's not really that deep of a movie. It's just showing a bunch of different stories about love. And that's kind of it. Like that's kind of what the film is. It's just like, oh, here's a, here's a story. Here's like one story, but it never focuses too. Like it sort of cuts in between. It never spends too long on like one story. You know, like it, it sort of is like, okay, so we've got. I'm gonna focus on this story for ten minutes. Then I'm gonna move to this story for ten minutes. Which it the film feels a bit because I honestly was I like lost track of who knew who who was related to who how all these characters intertwined and then they're all at the airport together at the end and I was like what the what is this did I just miss kind of things because I feel like I definitely did because uh, I was like not invested in this film by any means because it just is not this isn't my kind of film like this is not a film that I like. I, I will probably never watch this film again. Just because I yeah. have no interest in, in seeing it. Because it's not... It's, like, watchable. and But this isn't the kind of film where if someone asks me to watch it with them, I'll, like, watch it. This is the kind of, like, if someone's saying they're going to watch this, I'm going to, like, go away because I don't want to watch it. <laughs> you know? Like, it's that's what it is, you know? And that's... This um, film... You need to eat more junk food. You need to. <laughs> you need just like this. This film is like the disposable vapes of Christmas films. 
I I can enjoy disposable crap. Like I I one of my favorite movies I saw this year was Strays, which is like yeah. the Will Ferrell Jamie Foxx dog film, and I thought it was really great for like what it is. Like it's not high art, but yeah. I had a fun time with it. I can, and and that's it. I can, I think. Because I don't think I'm too harsh on films in general. I think I'm very fair, or I try to be. I just sort of like, and I can go with a film if it's not high art, if it's just kind of dumb and fun, or it's it's not the most deep or anything film. It just like, it just needs to be enjoyable for me, for me to like get something out of it. And I didn't get anything out of Love Actually beyond the fact that I can now say I have seen Love Actually <laughs> Because it's a film that, like, I'd heard a lot of stuff beforehand, and I'm like, huh, that doesn't sound good. Because all I really knew was the Kira Knightley subplot, and I'm like, hmm, is there a possible context where that is, like, okay? And watching the film, there, no. is, there is no context. It, it's not okay. Like, it's a really dated... Also, you know what else is super dated? In this film, yeah, the the opening references in nine eleven. Oh yeah, so fucking weird. Especially because it's cause a this bit is too a soon. It's like two years after as it's well. Two years after, and also it's a British film, and I'm like nine eleven didn't affect them. So I'm kind of there's like in the sense of like they didn't really suffer anything. Like like they they weren't the ones. They didn't experience a loss, but they did yeah, like. Exactly. I understand, but it did affect them geopolitically. Yeah, yeah. I understand it was a big deal, and it was an all, and of course, an an obviously awful thing to happen. Like, don't get me wrong; I completely. It was the first time that we saw the first world as fucking vulnerable. Yeah, like, and I totally understand that. Yeah, and like, I'm not. It just it's it comes out of nowhere too, though. That's the thing. That's the thing. I think if you're gonna reference 9-11 there's nothing wrong with referencing 9-11 or making a film about 9-11 i don't have an inherent problem with that it's more just like how you implement that that really yeah. matters because otherwise you're just kind of it just feels like it's paying lip service to something that they didn't need to pay lip service to you know yeah and in the sense of like it's sort of just this yeah i understand and i feel like because this was it came out a couple years after but they probably wrote it sooner to 9-11 you know so it, it but it's just such a weird thing that just comes from like nowhere really that i i really don't understand um but it doesn't bother me necessarily because i feel like because 9-11 is one of those really tricky subjects you have to sort of be careful with when you de- when you deal with it in a film and because like it's a very touchy subject for a lot of people you know but i don't know i give it like a six yeah um i'm just trying to think if there's anything else i want to talk about um yeah yeah i mean we basically talked about all the actors. Really, basically talked about the film. I just, I will say this though: I'm not a big fan of Liam Neeson as an actor. How I dare think, you? I think he's, I think he's fine, but I don't think he's that great. And I also don't think he's Jared really, that great he's either. really funny though. 
But yeah, I, I really don't have a whole lot left. To, is there anything you... Again, this is what happens when we only record with two people. We only record for like an hour long. But also, we, we do keep it a bit more condensed. Because if we have a third person like Barney, um, it becomes much more... It just, we just go on tangents a lot more, which is fine. I like Barney. Oh, Kira not at least in Star Wars? Yeah, she's um the fake... Padme. She's like the, 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 the undercover one who they think is the queen, but it's Holy actually... shit, she looks like Natalie Portman. Exactly. I know, it's crazy. Um, oh my god, the... I just realised that. <laughs> ah. That's insane. Um, no, even even their own mothers confused them for, like, who was Kira Nightland, who was Natalie Portman. Um, Respect. But... But yeah, no, it, it's very good makeup. I will give it that. Um, yeah, I don't really have much to say. And, and yeah, as I, as I was sort of saying, when it's just us, Harry and I talking, we kind of, we don't really go on as long for episodes. You know, if Barney was here, we'd probably be talking. We'd, we'd be like halfway through the film by now. We'd be, you know, be halfway through recording, which is, you know, not a diss on Barney. It's just, you know, when you've got three people, you can go on tangents a lot more easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are um, differing opinions. Exactly, yeah, but I, I give it a five. You know, it's not the worst thing ever. It's not the most, yeah, offensive film to me, but I don't have anything particularly great to say about it, and that's it. And, yeah, I hope you enjoyed listening to this week's episode. Next week is Review of the Year Part 1. Harry should hopefully be joining us. I'm also going to message Barney so he can join us so we can get three on so we can have a big end of year discussion on on some of the films we were tying episodes into. Um, So hopefully uh, you will join us for that week next for that episode. Harry, thank you for joining me for this week's episode. It's always a pleasure to have you on. Thank you for having me. And I hope you all enjoyed listening to this week's episode, and I will see you all in the Merry next Christmas, episode. everyone. Merry Christmas. <laughs> and I hope you all have a... Because, yeah, the next episode will be going out after Christmas. So if, if you celebrate Christmas, hope you have a good Christmas. Uh, if you celebrate... Happy holidays. Hanukkah, you know what? Ha- happy, happy holidays. Have a, have a happy, happy holiday, regardless of whether you celebrate Christmas or not. Hope you have a good uh, holiday season. And then, yeah, next week, uh, review of the year. So I hope you've I hope you enjoyed this week's episode, and I'll see you all in the next one. Goodbye.